We are poised and ready to come at you with two hours of incredible content about the South. Hello and welcome to the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl and boy do we have one heck of a show laid out for you here today. In this first hour of the All Southern program, we'll have headlines from across the South, a couple of animal related stories we'll get to, and then is a way to kind of inform to let you know what's going on as we put on our serious hat midway through this hour we've got the new listing of the most dangerous cities in the united states and unfortunately some of our southern cities made the list and we'll tell you who they are and what number they came in on the most dangerous cities in the u.s list that's coming up then We'll take you to Major League Baseball talk. Zach Stone is going to be dropping by. Zach Stone follows Major League Baseball big time. And guess what? We're about to get into the month of October. And you know what that means if you're a baseball fan. Well, here as we enter the final week of Major League Baseball's regular season, there are some teams that are really cutting it close about making the playoffs and the wild card berth. Zach Stone's going to have a great discussion about hardball when we have him on later this hour. And then when we get to the second hour of today's Y'all Show, thanks to the editors at y'all.com, we have every Southern State's best craft beer bar. You don't want to miss out on what's going on with that, and that'll be on on at the start of the second hour and then we'll get back to some sports talk but this time no baseball it's all pigskin it was we'll have our sec spotlight in the second hour we've got news from across the southeastern conference and unfortunately for tennessee fans more news and not the best of news coming from rocky top we'll let you know about that and then we've got a very special guest in our sec spotlight today bj bennett of the website southernpigskin.com he's also a radio host in coastal georgia on espn coastal to be specific and we'll have bj drop by for a report and get his take on week five in the sec all that in the second hour of today's y'all show and speaking of football want to remind you come friday we'll have the y'all kickoff show two hours of pigskin coverage from throughout the southeast with sec acc big 12 we'll also have sunbelt a little cusa a little american conference and all of the fcs teams of relevance to the south all that in the two-hour y'all kickoff show which includes general gridiron field marshal of football foretelling all that on friday's y'all show if you want to reach out to us here y'all our number 803-816-1170 our podcast options apple uh, apple podcast we're also on the iheart radio app and the TuneIn's radio app all free of charge search for y'all show and you'll be set hey our website y'all.com Check us out on Facebook as well, y'all.com there. Like us, and you'll get all the updates on everything Southern right there on your social media goings-on of the day. Let's start our headlines from across the South here on today's Y'all Show. and We'll take you to Falls Church, Virginia, where a woman there has now sued a company that she says refused to hire her after she requested two five-minute breaks to pray during her work shift and Sharon Underwella of Woodbridge, Virginia says her, which is right near Falls Church, says in her job interview with Falls Church based fast track management, it was going well until she asked if she could take the prayer breaks in exchange for a shorter lunch break to accommodate her practice as an observant Muslim. And the 26 year old says in a lawsuit filed in federal court 
that the company CEO then mocked her religious headscarf and refused to hire her. And the CEO, Ramses Gavaladano, said in an interview that he didn't hire the woman because she wanted to preach her religion. He said the EEOC investigated and found no wrongdoing. But she's firing back and suing after her prayer break denied and cost her her job there in northern Virginia. Now to South Carolina we go and talk about a a case that was cold and now and good news south carolina officials say a fingerprint found when they reopened the case has led to the arrest of a person who is alleged to have burnt a south carolina high school 23 years ago back in august of 1996 and berkeley county sheriff Dwayne lewis said that 40 year old daniel scott harris was a junior at the time when he set fire to the Macedonia High School. The fire destroyed the school, which is near Monk's Corner in the low country of South Carolina. That school, Macedonia, was set to be consolidated with another school at the time. And at a news conference, fingerprints in a unique place in the building matched Harris's prints when the case was recently reopened. So 23 years later, fingerprints coming, not necessarily for a murder case, is where you often see DNA and all that come into play, But in this case, an arson case that had kind of gone cold after all these years, we now know, at least according to evidence, who burnt down Macedonia High School in Berkeley County, South Carolina. Hey, if you have a loved one in Arlington Cemetery, or perhaps you want to be buried there if you're one of our great veterans of our country, well, there's going to be some new burial rules coming to Arlington National Cemetery just outside of Washington, D.C. All this because... Let's be honest, the place, it's dwindling as far as the space available there. And so the U.S. Army is proposing new rules to limit who can be buried at Arlington. Under the current rules, the cemetery would run out of space by the mid-2050s, and the proposed restrictions would preserve the cemetery's lifespan for another 150 years. Under the proposals, veterans who retired from active duty and were eligible for retirement pay would no longer be buried automatically in an in-ground burial at Arlington. They would be eligible, though, for the above-ground earnment of cremated remains. That is a change there. Now, those who are killed in action or receive awards such as the Purple Heart or Silver Star could still receive an in-ground burial. U.S. presidents and vice presidents also would retain eligibility. The proposed rules will now be subjected to the federal rulemaking process and published in the Federal Register, which allows the public to submit comments. Of course, if you know anything about Arlington National Cemetery, it was founded back in the Civil War time period when Union soldiers, they commandeered the estate of Confederate General Robert E. Lee in his estate right there looking over the Potomac River and Washington, D.C., and they decided to turn General Lee's home there into a burial ground. And now more than 400,000 people are buried at Arlington National Cemetery and only 95,000 burial spaces remain there. So they will eventually run out. And I know they've tried to, I guess, annex some land in the northern Virginia area next to the cemetery and have not had much luck with that. But we know that these changes are, of course, done out of necessity. And we wish everybody the best on that, especially if you had plans after a distinguished military career to be buried there. Maybe maybe there's another option out there that would be very deserving of your service. Now to an update, a Hurricane Dorian follow-up from the Outer Banks of North Carolina. 
as it turns out 28 of North Carolina's wild horses, the horses that inhabit the barrier island off the North Carolina coast, 28 wild horses were swept to their deaths after Hurricane Dorian's storm surge came through the area there at Cedar Island in North Carolina. And it's not as well known as other Outer Banks wild horse herds here at Cedar Island, but many of the horses did survive and have survived for centuries. But this storm surge from Dorian is being blamed for the deaths of these horses. Only 21 members of the herd there on Cedar Island remain, according to the manager of the herd, Woody Hancock. Cedar Island sits between the mainland and the Outer Banks and extends into Pamplico Sound, the wild horses that are not as well known as herds in Corolla and on Shackleford Banks, of which I've been to Shackleford Banks and seen the wild horses there. A lovely sight there in coastal North Carolina. But unfortunately, this storm, when it came through back on September 6th, uh, just really a devastating storm surge. And unfortunately, this what's been called a mini tsunami happened at Cedar Island. And as a result of that, you've got the loss of these 28 horses in North Carolina. Keeping our headlines in the Old North State for this story, you don't often see stories about prisons kind of being temporarily temporarily shut down, but that's what's happening in North Carolina as authorities there are suspending operations at three prisons. The Department of Public Safety in North Carolina says these closings are happening at three minimum custody facilities, and they're going to move correctional officers and other staff to neighboring prisons to address what they're calling staffing challenges the agency said in a news release this week that it's making the move with the division of adult correction and juvenile justice to better utilize available staff and make state prisons and communities safer but these changes happening at hope correctional institution terrell prison work farm and odom correctional institution and the staff will be deployed to prisons with high officer vacancy rates so again not exactly the best of times evidently in the north carolina correction system of having the kind of help they need there to keep their prisons all of them at least happening these are minimum type security prisons there in north carolina but uh tough deal there suspending operations at a couple of prisons here this week now we take you to south carolina for another prison related story and officials there have said that they were encouraged by another test of a jamming technology that some hope will combat the threat posed by inmates with smuggled cell phones which officials have long said represent the top security threat within prisons. The test was conducted over the course of five days in a housing unit at Broad River Correctional Institution just outside of Columbia, a maximum security prison. And the Attorney General for South Carolina, the Assistant AG, Beth Williams, said that the test was the first time federal officials had collaborated with officials at a state prison for such a test. I think it was about two years ago. There was an awful prison riot in South Carolina, and they traced it back to being related to phones, why it was such a deadly, deadly thing that happened in South Carolina, and it caused a lot of inmates back in 20. This happened last year, actually. Seven inmates at a prison in the Florence area killed in what officials have said was a gang fight over territory and contraband, including cell phones. So, you would think if you if you had the ability to jam cell phone signals in a prison, you would certainly take it be proactive on that. And it looks like in South Carolina, promising results here in this latest survey, and maybe they'll get that fixed. And these prisoners won't be texting and setting up drug deals or whatever else they do in prison. Sorry if you're a prisoner right now listening to me on the Y'all Show. We appreciate you listening, but you probably shouldn't be listening to us on a cell phone. Okay, go to the prison library and find us on your computer there, and you can stay in touch with what's going on across Dixie that way. 
Now to a fellow radio show host, Seth Dunlap, out of New Orleans. He worked for WWL Radio, and he is suing his former employer because of what happened here recently. I remember seeing this headline, and I thought, golly, what an unfortunate deal. But it's been about two weeks since someone with access to WWL's radio Twitter account called one of his the, the stations, they called Seth Dunlap, who's gay, a fag, and that went out on the Twitter account. And now he's announced he's suing WWL's parent company, Intercom, via a statement sent by his attorney. And just an ugly situation there in New Orleans at WWL, a legendary radio station that has been on the air for a long, long time. But he did not like that. And who would that kind of derogatory thing said about him? And again, somebody from the company actually used the account to, to send that out in a tweet here a couple of weeks back, of which WWL apologized and deleted it. But still, the damage was done for Seth Dunlap. And WWL says it's turning the investigation over to police. So more to come from the Big Easy on that one. The flagship station of the New Orleans Saints is WWL. All right, let's go to Walt Disney World for a story. Disney's joined other companies in taking advantage of the plant-based food craze, and the theme park is going to go vegan at all of its locations. Every menu at Disney World, Disneyland, and etc. will have meatless options. More than 400 vegan dishes will be added at Disney World in Orlando by early October, and then in spring of next year, they'll do this at Disneyland in California. Disney will add a green leaf logo to the menus to help people spot the new vegetarian addition. Now, Paris and Hong Kong Disney parks have plant-based options as well, but only the U.S. locations are going to have this vegan option for every menu. So you can go to Disney World here in a couple months and have a good old time, spend a lot of money, and then pig out on vegan food. Sounds like a great vacation, doesn't it? (laughs) Okay, let's go to Virginia. And how about this crazy story coming from Virginia, but it's really a story from Washington, D.C. The former governor, Terry McCullough, who had been rumored to be running for president, he's, of course, very close with the Clintons. The former governor of Virginia, McCullough, he returned from a lunch on Monday to an unfortunate surprise. His car was missing, and it wasn't a case of him forgetting where he parked, as he had his Ford Explorer there at the 900 block of 6th Street in Washington, D.C., and he returned an hour after having a meeting there for lunch, and he found that it had been stolen in broad daylight. Yes, the governor, the former governor and a celebrity, and Terry McCullough had his darn car, his Ford Explorer, stolen in the broad daylight in our nation's capital. Is that is that not bizarre? Yeah, that's, I guess, what you can expect in Washington, D.C. these days. Hey, Dallas, Texas, they're at least making things right there for former basketball players. As the Dallas City Council this week unanimously approved to change the name of Olive Street right at American Airlines Center, this new street name is going to be changed from Olive Street to Nowitzki Way in honor of a retired Mavericks basketball star, NBA great, Dirk Nowitzki from Germany, but certainly a legend in Dallas, Texas. And Dirk has endorsed the name Nowitzki Way, and we'll see what happened. He played for the NBA team for 21 seasons, and he led the Mavericks to their only NBA title back in 2011 when he was named the NBA's most valuable player. Congratulations to Dirk and to everybody there in Dallas. Look out for the new sign, Nowitzki Way, right there by the arena. And the Mavericks getting ready to start a new season along with all the other NBA teams as we're quickly approaching 
basketball season. Hey, how about this story? A Pulaski Police Department in Virginia, they have shared a story that is going to be hard for you, some of you to actually pay attention to and, and believe that this can be true. A woman walking on a park trail in the Pulaski, Virginia area noticed a squirrel was following her. And that's when she was in the Kiwanis Park there. She was approached by a squirrel. As the police department wrote this on Facebook this week, the squirrel stood in her way on the trail. And that's when she said it was not going to leave her alone. And then there was a baby squirrel, an injured baby squirrel nearby. So she decided to take the mama squirrel seriously when it tugged on her pant leg. She said that she was shocked. This is Tia Powell we're talking about. Tia was shocked and speechless and excited because it had never happened before. I felt bad because I pushed it away the first time instead of just waiting to see. My children and I love animals, so to see it hurt and the mom couldn't help was sad. Powell moved the injured baby off the path, but the mom still would not leave her alone. And that's when Powell says, I noticed that they were following me the whole time. The baby was struggling to walk, and the mom kept on going ahead and then coming back. She fed the squirrels a sandwich pretty nice of you miss powell and then she had her watch them try to hop up a tree and then she realized baby squirrel was still struggling and she decided to call backup so she got the humane society involved and we don't know how the baby squirrel got injured but she miss powell thought it was a near stray cat a stray cat nearby that was the culprit good luck there you two squirrels including you little baby squirrel baby squirrel do 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 baby squirrel do 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 and that's a look at our headlines from across dixie here on this y'all edition when we come back we're going to get serious for a few minutes we've got the list of the most dangerous cities in america and is your city on there we hope not but there are some cities here in dixie that are on the list unfortunately and we'll share that information when we come back plus reminder later this hour we're going to talk major league baseball playoffs with zach stone all that ahead on y'all Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252.
This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now. Back into y'all. I'm John, and we're so glad that you could tune in today on the show that's all about the South, whether you're getting us via our great podcast options or listening to us on one of our great radio stations in the South. We sure appreciate the listen. We've got baseball talk coming up in the next segment. But before we get to talk about Major League Baseball's playoffs and wild cards and such, we turn our attention to a new survey that's out, the most dangerous cities in the U.S. And this is out right now. According to the FBI, violent crime rates in cities within the U.S. are generally decreasing, while the violent crime rate average for the country was around 611 per 100,000 inhabitants 22 years ago. Today, the number sits in the 300s. However, there's still some cities who face a higher than average crime rate. So this is all FBI data that we have to judge on this list of the unfortunate places, the most dangerous cities in the country. And I've got the 25 cities. I'll just I'll just read them all. And unfortunately, there's some southern cities here in the mix. OK, so I'll, I'll read the city and the violent crime rate per 100,000 people. OK, and most of these are somewhere between. Well, the range is from 940 to 1800 violent crime rate per 100,000 people okay so in this list of the most dangerous cities coming in at number 25 is orlando florida 940 new orleans 949 some might think new orleans would be a lot higher on this list but new orleans checks in at number 24 albuquerque albuquerque's 23 houston texas 966 on this list Wichita, Kansas, 984. Miami, Florida comes in at just over a thousand, a thousand violent crime rate per 100,000 people. That means a thousand people roughly had a violent crime happen to them in a city of a hundred thousand or on average a hundred thousand. Philadelphia is at 19. Minneapolis, 18. Anchorage, Alaska is at 17. Newark, Cory Booker's area, Newark's number 16. And unfortunately, Nashville, Davidson County, Metro Nashville, it's at 15 on the list of the most dangerous cities in the United States with 1,101 violent crimes per 100,000 people. Buffalo, New York comes in at 14. Atlanta, GA at 1,119 per 100,000 violent rates, violent crime rate. Toledo, Ohio is at 12. Our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., checks in at just over 1,200, 1,200 violent crime rate per 100,000 people. Indianapolis, Indiana makes it into the top 10, and this is not a top 10 you want to be a part of. Indy at number 10. Cleveland, Ohio is at 9. Stockton, California is at 8. Kansas City, Missouri is at number 7 with 1,417 violent crime rate per 100,000 
people. Oakland, California is at six, and poor old Baltimore comes in at number five. Baltimore with just over 1,500 people per year with a violent crime happening to them. Number four is Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and number three, Memphis, Tennessee, with 1,740, 1,740 people in 100,000 with a violent crime reported. And unfortunately, a lot of those are deaths, killings, but other violent crimes are mixed into this. Checking in at number two is Detroit, Michigan, and number one, it's a southern city, although on the fringe, but at number one, the most dangerous city in the U.S., according to FBI stats, St. Louis, Missouri, 1,817, the violent crime rate per 100,000 people. So that is really tough to swallow. We have... So many of our great cities, not just in the South, but around the country. I didn't even read New York City. Did y'all hear me say New York City? I didn't even say Chicago. Chicago is not on this list. I don't even think I said Los Angeles. I didn't. The nation's three largest cities are not on this list. And I don't see Dallas either. So some of our biggest cities are not on the list of the most dangerous cities, according to this FBI data of violent crime rate per 100,000 people our our walk of shame here st louis is at number one as the most dangerous city in the country but poor old memphis you know this week memphis had a good thing happen with the premiere of bluff city law on nbc jimmy smith's in the lead role on that nbc series that comes on now weekly well i guess we've come up with the sequel to that on nbc they can have a show called bluff city lawlessness because that would be one heck of a show unfortunately it could be a reality show and unfortunately, we've already had reality shows about Memphis and crime. What is it, um, 48 hours or something like that, where they follow the homicide detectives? And Memphis is just just riddled with murder all the time. Sad, sad situation. Sad situation in St. Louis, Missouri. Sad in Baltimore, Maryland. These are once great cities that have the potential to be great now. But it's hard to be great when you're having so many of your own citizens have violent crimes happen to them and that is the problem again recapping some of our southern cities in the most dangerous cities list again st louis memphis baltimore then kansas city was at number seven and you had washington dc at 11 atlanta was at 13 on the most dangerous list of cities you had nashville coming in at number 15 that was a little surprising and unfortunately you had miami coming in at number 20 houston was 22 new orleans 24 and Orlando, Florida, at number 25 on the list of most dangerous cities. Yeah. Tough, tough deal there. And again, this is all based on 100,000 people of violent crime rate. So we can do better as a society. We've got to do better. A lot of this, I think, is crime caused by drugs and certainly, if not drugs, caused by gangs and just unfortunate and senseless crime and death for a country that's supposed to be the leader in the whole world we sure have some stupid things that happen and me reading off this list of the most dangerous cities in the u.s is a pretty embarrassing thing we we've just got to fix this problem hope you hopefully we've learned a little something with this today you've if you've not on that list if you're living in one of our great southern cities that's a good thing that you're not on the list but it's a bad thing i bet you go to some if not a bunch of these cities throughout the year and we we just got as i said we just got to do better y'all
When we come back on y'all, we're going to switch over to baseball. Zach Stone, he's a very, very knowledgeable baseball guy. He's going to come in and weigh in on what's going on with the Major League Baseball as they enter the final regular season weekend this weekend, and the playoff picture will be totally cleared up. We'll know who gets the wild card berth and who's going to be sitting at home watching all the Major League Baseball action in October. Zach Stone's going to be dropping by with that report. Plus, we'll play a little bit of his music. Yeah, he is a musician. We'll tell you about that as well. And don't forget, in Hour 2 today, we'll have every Southern State's best craft beer bar, as well as SEC info coming your way, including B.J. Bennett of SouthernPigskin.com. He's going to be our very special guest in the next hour. It's a lot of fun, and you don't want to miss it. This is Y'all Talk With Us, Southern Accents. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Poof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. This town ain't small, it's a little of both, they say. Our ball club may be minor league, but at least it's triple A. We sit below the Marlboro Man, above the Rockville Wall. We do the wave all by ourselves. Hey, up a blind man could have made that call. We like our beer flat as candy. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a great pitcher, what's his name? Well, we can't even spell it. We don't worry about the pen 
it much We just like to see the boys hit it deep There's nothing like the view from the cheap seats Hey, I'll take a seat in those cheap seats anytime It's the Y'all Show And we're back here wrapping up our first hour And hey, y'all, I know it's college football time across the South But it's also playoff time in Major League Baseball. And we're going to bring on a guy who knows a thing about hits to our show, Zach Stone. He is a hit maker of a couple of types. Well, he can hit a baseball pretty good, but he's also a music maker. In fact, back in March, he was with us as we were at the Country Radio Seminar. And as we wrap up our interview with Zach, we're going to let you hear his new single that's out on Country Music Radio right now called Hands On. But Zach's a baseball, can I go ahead and just call you this, Zach, a baseball nerd? Is that That's not meant yes. to be... A slam. 100%. Okay. No, I, I wear that crown with pride. All right. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you back here on the Y'all Show, but this time with your hat on, not your country music hat, your baseball hat, which should be pretty comfortable <laughs> for you, right? It's very comfortable, man. I, I collect uh, I collect hats from every stadium uh, that I've been to. Haven't made it to all of them yet, but we'll uh, get there. Which one are you still lacking that you are just ready to go to right now? Uh, well, I know you, y'all are down there in Braves country, you know, that's, uh, that's one I've, I've went to Turner field, but I have not yet been to SunTrust uh, park okay. and I really want to be, Come on. make it out. Hey, hey Zach, everywhere is Braves country. Come on now. <laughs> they're, they're America's team. You should know that. All right. That's true. What You're about right. one of the older ballparks? We, we won't hold it against you. You haven't been to SunTrust, which I think they're actually going to have to rename the ballpark because that bank has merged with BB&T and they're going to rename the bank. So oh just, interesting just heads Weird. up before next year i think it'll be a different ballpark name but okay. outside of that where else do you are you just just chomping at the bit to go to man i've been to most of the older ones i want to get out to california i have yet to see a game at dodger stadium at Shea Ravine. i've yet to see a okay. game at you know i've yet to see a game at in san diego and some of those are newer ballparks but still i've uh, i've seen the park i just have not watched a game there so i really want to make it out to the west well, coast you better get to oakland before they shut that place down but actually before it's condemned <laughs> yeah yeah but i, I still true. think that'd be a cool place to go to see a ball game there at oakland i, I want to go explore it just so i can like know firsthand how terrible it is <laughs> yeah all right, well, let's talk about people that aren't terrible, and that's these teams that are definitely headed to the playoffs of Major League Baseball as we talk a little hardball with Zach Stone right now on the Y'all Show. And our superlatives this year really go out on the American League to the New York Yankees and the Houston Astros. Both of those teams easily clinched their divisions and are headed back. I think the Astros won their third straight AL West title, and the Yankees with over 100 wins as well as the Astros. So that the superlatives from the American League and the National League, the Braves, hey, they won the NL East for the second year in a row, and the LA Dodgers got a NL West title, and they're the best team in the National League. The Cardinals are still in a little battle for the NL Central. We'll get your thoughts on all that, but Zach, hey, how about this baseball action that we've seen thus far in 2019? Man, it's been impressive. I mean, you're now I, I will say one of the things that is super cool, but also kind of a bummer is the disparity between these teams. You know, you're looking at, uh, we could have five teams go a hundred wins or more, and that's never been done in the history of baseball. Yeah. You know, you've already got Houston and New York there. Minnesota is at 97 wins. 
you've got Atlanta at 96. You know, we're really close here. And of course, as you mentioned, the Dodgers are already at 101. So we're just waiting on the Braves and uh, Minnesota to see if uh, we can make this one of the most winningest seasons in baseball history, which I think is really cool. We've had some surprise teams. Like, I don't know if you can call the Braves a surprise after their performance last year, but, you know, they're running ahead of schedule. Uh, At the same time, you had some teams uh, take the leap, like Minnesota and Cleveland start to fall back a little bit and look a little more mortal, um, you know, even trading away Trevor Bauer. So I think it's just been a great season. It's been exciting. I I just wish there were more teams kind of in the hunt. And uh, I I feel like as we come to this next collective bargaining agreement, we're going to be looking at how does MLB try to stop the tanking problem they're having right now. Well, just to kind of weigh in on the Bravos, they are a little bit of a surprise in the NL East, only because last year they kind of surprised everybody when they captured it in 2018. Everybody knew they had the target on their back entering 2019, and guess what? Those rivals in the NL East did something about it in the offseason with the Phillies acquiring Harper and the Nationals. Of course, they reloaded too, and you knew that this race was going to really be between the Nats, the Phillies, the Braves, and heck, even the Mets look pretty good most of the season but the Braves kind of ran away there toward the end of August and have easily sailed into the clubhouse with the lead in the NL East and Bryce Harper's Philadelphia Phillies have already been eliminated from postseason contention but back to the American League Zach I want to tell you about this and get your thoughts about this because of the great success of these teams this year with the Yankees for example with 102 wins the Astros 103 Well, guess what? There's a really, really exciting wild card race going on here in the last couple of days of the regular season. And because of all of the amount of wins, you might have a team, let's say the Tampa Bay Rays, who are definitely not going to clinch the East, but are in that wild card contention. Hey, the Rays are almost at 100 wins themselves, and they actually could end up missing out on the playoffs because of all the great play that we've seen thus far. What, What a crazy stat that is. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how do you, they're sitting with 94 wins right now. I mean, how do you win 95 plus games in a season and not go to the playoffs? Uh, which I think speaks more so to the, uh, the stacked, you know, uh, AL East, you know, um, and I think that's right now you're really looking at a stacked AL as opposed to the stacked NL. Well, well, the reason that the Rays aren't quite in the clubhouse with a wild card berth is because they're in a fight with the A's and the Cleveland Indians. All of these teams have 90-plus wins, and one of these three teams is not like the other. They're going to miss out on the wild card berth. That's true. That's true. Man, I think Oakland's the tough the team to beat in that group there, though, because you're, uh, you're looking at the best defensive team specifically in the infield. I mean, you've got gold glovers at every corner you've got, uh, and then you've got the power of the Matt brothers, you know, Matt Olson and Matt Chapman over there. Uh, not to mention crush Davis, of course, killing it as always. Um, he's not going to quite match his, uh, massive season last year, but you know, you've just got such a solid team and you've really got, I, I just think the A's are never the team to count out. They know how to find pitching, they know how to put something together and make it happen. And with some of those prospects that are coming up, uh, I think they've really got a great shot at it. And that being said, I mean, we just saw the return of Blake Snell, uh, reigning AL Cy Young Award winner, coming in, um, pitched two innings the other day, scoreless. And that's, uh, that's encouraging for the Rays. But when you look at the Rays, it's, it's, it's a good thing. But when you look at the Rays in their bullpen, 
they have been solid, but it's just, you see a whole bunch of no names. I look at this Rays roster and I just see a whole bunch of no names and uh, a scout that I listen to a lot. He says, you win this game with stars. And uh, I don't think he's wrong about that. So I'm curious to see if uh, some of these breakout guys that the Rays are experiencing, uh, see what, if, if they'll ever come back down to earth, especially once the pressures of playoffs hits. Well, this is the y'all show, so we're kind of pro Southern. So, the, therefore, out of all these AL wild card contenders, we're kind of pro Tampa Bay Rays. We're visiting with Zach Stone right now. A little focus on Major League Baseball as the playoffs are just about ready to start. And if you look at what's going on in Tampa right now, the Rays, congratulations! They took three or four from the Red Sox over the weekend, and they've at least split a series with the Yankees. They got a day off today, and then this weekend they wrap it up on the road at the Blue. Jays. Jays, do you think Tampa can go there and at least win that series, Zach? Oh, against the, the Jays? Yes. I, I think they're fully capable. I mean, especially like I said, you got you got your best pitcher back on the roster, you know, and uh Tyler Glass now has been that's one thing Tampa never if 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 I'm a GM and Tampa calls me up and says, Hey, we will trade you this player for that player, all of a sudden I'm that guy is off the table. I don't know why they love him so much, but I'm gonna figure it out because Man, they don't get trades wrong. And the Chris Archer trade, as much as I think maybe fans were nervous about it, even I was nervous about it for them. Shoot, <laughs> come on, I mean, come look at what on you now. Got for that, you were nervous. Look at what you. I would, yeah, I was. I, I I love Tampa Bay, man, and I I, I think that's it's it's uh, it's such a good team, and they've had so many good. Season, you know, when Evan Longoria was there and whatnot, it, they've been able to put some cool things together. And Carl Crawford was another great example of just a phenomenal player and a team where they, they could have maybe pieced something around him. And, uh, and man, it's just such a cool, such a cool spot. And Florida is such a great baseball state, I think. You know, that's where all the high school and college guys come out of. Um, you know, so. I really, I really hope the best for that team. They, right. uh, they've done a lot with for us, for what's generally considered a small market team. All so, right, it's going to be a, a couple of nail biting days for Rays fans as we enter this final weekend of Major League Baseball's yeah. regular season. Now, the big question, the the most fun going on right now as we enter this final weekend, Zach Stone, is what's going on in the NL Central. You talk about a three horse race, and right now the cat, the catbird seat, I guess, would be the Cards because at least they've clinched a playoff birth of some type but the brewers and the cubs are fighting the the cubs are doing everything they can to miss out on the playoffs this year man it feels that way doesn't it i mean the the cardinals were were supposed to be a good team this year they got off to a slow start but man they really picked it up and uh i you know you've got ozuna in his walk year uh you've got goldschmidt you just signed to that big extension I mean, there's some potential here to really just capitalize on this and take advantage, you know, especially with that young pitching core that they always seem to have. And Adam Wainwright still proving that he's ageless. Uh, And the Cubs, I mean, you've got Kyle Schwarber is back. I don't know if we can call that an under the radar thing or not, but if you go check out Kyle Schwarber, I mean, he's having a season for sure. Um, So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that I'm not surprised that these three teams are in the race. I'm kind of surprised that the Cubs aren't better. You know, they, uh, they, their team is certainly better than what, uh, than what their numbers are showing right now. But man, Milwaukee, what a great surprise having Christian Yelich, uh, there for another full season. The bummer, of course, being now he is out for the rest of the season. 
Um, you know, and it's hard to lose an MVP like that and keep pace. But it sounds like they'll get into the playoffs. The question is just how far can they go? All right. Well, we know now on the National League side, if in, if, if play ended today, we know that the Braves and Cardinals are going to have this first series next week with the playoffs. And then the Dodgers await the wild card winner. That we know from the National League. On the American League side of things, I guess we're looking at the Astros are going to be playing. Do we know who they're going to play? Uh, we really don't. I okay. mean, we're still waiting for Still waiting. All right. Well, yeah. b- because the Dodgers were so darn good, we knew that they were going to face off against a wild card winner. So that means the Bravos yeah. and the Redbirds are going to be facing off in the National League. So that's kind of an overview of what's going on playoff-wise. And most of these teams that are playoff-bound – are are from the south congratulations again to the astros to the braves and it looks like we're going to see the tampa bay rays sneak in at least we hope so and the cardinals have a lot of fans here in the south and other teams now the one team i want to ask you about before we wrap up with you here zach one team from the lone star state is not playoff bound the texas rangers they're going to end up with a losing record what what happened there this year you're breaking my heart man (laughs) Uh, you know, it's, if we would have, if we would have started this at the beginning of the year, and if you would have said that we would have been, you know, eight games under 500, I would have said you were crazy. I just don't, I did not think this was going to be our year. So for us to get off to the start that we did, and we even looked playoff bound through the all-star break. Um, I think, uh, I think you just got a lot of young kids that haven't quite figured it out. Ruben Odor at second base, of course, was a scorching hot prospect uh, had some rookie se- had a rookie season that was worth building on, and he just hasn't done that. So we're hoping to see Rugi pick it up, especially since we've got him uh, locked into a, an extension. And guys like Joey Gallo, man, took a huge step forward, but we've dropped off. You know, he was having an MVP caliber season, and uh, he just he just got injured, and so he's been out for the last month or so, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And that's been. Uh, that's tough. You know, again, like with Yelich and the, and the Brewers, it's hard to lose an MVP. You know, that's the guy that really everybody knows he's going to come through when he's up and, uh, you know, everybody counts on him. And so when you lose the guy that you count on, uh, you know, I think we got some some good breakout performances. Guys like Hunter Pence, you know, the veterans that came in. Shinsu Chu's had another great year. Uh, rare finds like Danny Santana coming in and just slugging away i mean he's probably been the team's mvp when you when it's all said and done so uh i think there's some there's some bright spots (laughs) that we can look forward to in the future but uh you know it's it's hard to just sort of piecemeal all that together and, and really expect to contend so hopefully we get into this new ballpark in 2020 and uh, we can pick it up from there all right well zach stone we appreciate you coming on and talking a little baseball you know reggie jackson might be mr october well the calendar says we're still in september so you're our mr september and maybe you'll be our mr october too zach we appreciate your knowledge of all things baseball but hey as we go to break and get ready for another hour of y'all after the break got to remind you zach stone is a singer in addition to being a baseball pundit and his new single is hands on you can go to zackstonecountry.com and check it out and find out what's going on in Zach Stone's world outside of baseball. And we appreciate you coming on, and let's hear a little hands-on going to break. Zach, we look forward to talking to you again, sir. Thanks, John. Love y'all. You feel like 16, like somewhere on a rope swing, like freedom, like kissing in a backseat. Me back to those high school days Some things they never change 
Guess I still learn the same I've got my hands on, hands on, hands on you You got that real good, feel good, old school groove You know just what to say So I know just what to do And I got my hands on, hands on, hands on you Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant, and I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. Welcome back to the second hour of this show that's all about Dixie. I'm John Rawl, and this is y'all. We've got SEC coverage coming up in the next segment, plus later this hour, B.J. Bennett of Southern Pigskin and with ESPN Coastal is going to be dropping by with a great report on the Southeastern Conference as week five of SEC football commences this weekend. So you don't want to miss out on that. But right now, as we start this second hour, I want to remind you, You can connect to us anytime, 24-7, at our text number, which is also a number you can leave a message, 803-816-1170. Well, right now on the Y'all Before We Get to SEC Football Talk, squeezing in something non-sports related in between our previous segment at the end of first hour of Y'all Today, we had our baseball talk, we got football talk, and what goes well with both baseball and football and a lot of other things? Well, a lot of people might say beer. 
And thanks to y'all.com, Clark Shelton has penned an article that you can go to y'all.com and search in the food and drink tab and find this great article called Each Southern State's Best Craft Beer Bar. (laughs) I wonder what he did to write this darn thing. I'm envious of this as craftbeer.com recently did a survey and had over 7,000 people state their favorite place to find craft beer. And now we've got the list here at y'all.com and on the y'all show of where each of our states, where their best craft beer place is, according to craftbeer.com. So in alphabetical order, we go. Are y'all ready for this? You got to pay close attention because we're going to have to zip through this because we got football talk to get to. Alabama. Hey, Alabama loves football and they know a little bit about football in a place called Tuscaloosa. And there in T Town, you got Lusa Brews, a pinball parlor and 63 beers on tap were big parts of why this was chosen as the best craft beer bar in the Yellowhammer State. Congratulations, Lusa Brews. In Arkansas, go to the state capital of Little Rock and you'll find Flying Saucer, a ghost beer program where 245 beers have you are waiting on you right there in Little Rock. Flying Saucer, which is I think is a chain. And so we've got to have to question that. In Florida, at Ave Maria, Florida, Oil Well Craft Beer, which is just outside of Naples, 20 rotating taps of craft beers in a newly created Florida town, Ave Maria, just outside of Naples, Oil Well Craft Beer. Georgia, hey, just outside of Atlanta, just due east on I-20, you can go to Decatur and you'll find Brick Store Pub, which serves craft beer, has been doing it for 21 years. And made from scratch food right there at Brick Store Pub in Decatur, which is DeKalb County, Georgia. Go to Louisville, and in Kentucky, you'll find Holy Grail. It's in a 114-year-old church with over 100 beer choices. Amen to that in Louisville. Holy Grail, G-R-A-L-E, by the way, is how that's spelled. Louisiana, this had to be tough. But in Louisiana, they're going to keep it in the Big Easy. And there you'll find Avenue Pub where 245 beers await, and this pub is open 24 hours. It's 30 years old. Avenue Pub in the Big Easy. In Maryland, go to Baltimore. You'll find Max's Tap House. It's world-renowned. It features a Belgian beer fest and a sour beer fest, all right there at Max's Tap House in Balmer. In Mississippi, go to Forest County, home of Southern Miss, and you'll find The Porter. It's a true public house experience with an in-house made craft beer available there in Hattiesburg at the Porter. In Missouri and Wentzville, you'll find Friendship Brewing. This is a suburb just outside of St. Louis, and they have a Bruseum, and it was started by friends there. A fun experience. Wentzville, W-E-N-T-Z-V-I-L-L-E, home of Friendship Brewing. In North Carolina, you'll find an Arden, North Carolina, craft-centric tap room and bottle shop. It's part tap room, part bottle shop, part nano brewery. Sounds like a lot of fun in Arden. Oklahoma, go to Tulsa. You'll find McNally's, and it has 50 taps and an old Irish pub feel awaiting you. In South Carolina, go to Lancaster, spelled like some people would say Lancaster, but it's Lancaster, South Carolina, just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. 300 beers await and 30 rotating taps at the Craft Stand in Lancaster, which is in Lancaster County, by the way. In Tennessee, go to Rocky Top, and in Knoxville, you'll find Hops and Hollers. 
They have all kinds of fun games there, like ping pong, but they have great beer at Hops and Hollers. In Texas, go to Spring, Texas, and one of the best craft breweries you'll find in the South, according to this research, is Thistle Draft Shop in Spring. It's a craft beer bar that features independent craft beer, food, wine, and local coffee. This is just outside of Houston in Spring, Texas. Thistle Draft Shop. And finally, in Virginia, in Fredericksburg, just to the south of Richmond, you have Harry's Ale House. And it's got a great staff and 70 beers awaiting you at Harry's Ale House in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And that's a list of some of our great southern states and the craft beer bars, each state's best craft beer bar. How about that article right there? Y'all go again to y'all.com and find the food and drink link and then you'll see this article awaiting penned by Clark Sheldon, the editor of y'all.com. And you'll feel so much better. And here in this segment, we like to kind of have your plans, your festive south where you can get on the road and travel. Well, now, thanks to y'all and the y'all show, you have the listing of great places to go watch a football game or baseball and enjoy a beer while you make the travels around the southeast. How about that? Well, when we come back, we're going to keep the fun coming. We'll even let you have a beer during the break if you'd like. Our SEC report will be coming up. And don't forget, later this hour, B.J. Bennett of SouthernPigskin.com will be sharing his insight on the SEC. All that ahead on y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at Vistaprint.com. Own the now. Re- 
Ring that cowbell. Welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And yes, Mississippi State with a nice win last weekend. Hey, it's our SEC Spotlight on the All Southern Program. And kind of recapping for just a moment what happened in Week 4. Mississippi State did take care of Kentucky in that battle of cross-divisional foes. MSU wins 28-13 in Week 4. Other action from the SEC. Missouri had an SEC East battle with South Carolina and Mizzou thanks to a 100-yard pick six and some other mishaps from South Carolina. Mizzou gets the win in Columbia, Missouri, that is, 34-14. Also, you had California going into the Vault Hemingway Stadium, and I'm not so sure they really won this one, but according to the official result, yeah, they won this one. I don't know how. 28-20, the Cow Bears beat the Mississippi Landsharks. Florida they continued Tennessee's misery last weekend, 34-3. Auburn got the big win at Kyle Field over Texas A&M. LSU thumped Vanderbilt in maybe the longest game ever played at Vanderbilt Stadium, 66-38. LSU gets the big win. Georgia had the bright lights on them last Saturday night. They got the win over Notre Dame, 23-17. Alabama took care of business against the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, 49-7, in a game played in T-Town. And then you come to Arkansas. Oh, gosh. Arkansas lost another one. Now, Arkansas has a record of two and two, but they lost last week to San Jose State. (laughs) San Jose State, which kind of controlled this game, and they won that game against the Hawks 31-24. And that is a quick look at what happened last week in SEC football. We will break down what's happening in week five with B.J. Bennett in the next segment so don't miss out on that but let's get to some headlines following the week four action and again the pain just gets more real for the tennessee vols and this week linebackers will ignant and shannon reed as well as wide receiver jacques jones have now left jeremy pruitt's program the coach confirmed the exits of all three players on wednesday one day after multiple reports indicated reed and jones had entered the transfer portal now ignat is a junior from huntsville alabama he started two of tennessee's first three games making 16 tackles but he did not play last week in the 34-3 loss to number nine florida reed is a junior from fort myers florida he had made 11 tackles in a reserve role and jones a sophomore from clearwater florida had one carry for nine yards thus far five players have now left the tennessee vols team since the start of the 2019 season those other players include wide receiver jordan murphy and defensive back terrell bailey none of the players were recruited by pruitt by the way tennessee is off this week they have georgia coming in to rocky top on october 5th but again more and more frustration for tennessee but is that affecting the head coach jeremy pruitt well in his press conference this week get this quote talk about optimism coming from the north alabama native and jeremy pruitt he said quote our football team is 100 times better than it was this time last year we just have to take care of the ball okay that's Jeremy Pruitt saying that this week. So he might be what they call delusional. He might be dumb. Or he might be just telling you the truth that his team needs to take care of the ball. And you know what? Usually if you turn over the ball, you're not going to win a lot of ball games. And that has been a problem with UT here. And they need to find out how to tote the mail a little bit better and perhaps or and not throw interceptions too. 
and they'll be much better, much improved. They might even win an extra game on the schedule. They're not supposed to that way. But now, with the off week, UT fans, you can breathe a sigh of relief. You're not going to win or lose this weekend. (laughs) And you can get ready for those dogs coming in to Neyland next weekend. How about this story that came out this week from Tuscaloosa? It turns out Tua Tagviolo was really, really close to transferring to Southern Cal during his freshman season. He was a reserve quarterback in the 2017 season, and he was playing behind Jalen Hurts, who's now at Oklahoma. He wanted to play, but he was a freshman, and he had to sit behind sophomore quarterback Jalen Hurts that year. And he was seriously, seriously thinking about transferring. He did play a little bit, but he was not the starter. And as a true freshman at a program as prestigious as Alabama, that's what he wanted. But his satisfied desire of playing, he says he considered transferring to a program he saw in USC, a program he grew up as a huge fan of. And he said in an appearance on the Dan Patrick Show, it was really close. And I wanted my parents to see me play. My parents wanted to see me play. Just making my parents happy and proud was the biggest thing I wanted to do. And I couldn't do it on the sideline big news to saying that on dan patrick show i'm surprised we haven't seen this come out any time sooner as the hawaiian quarterback ultimately chose to stay put in tuscaloosa and he played only in seven regular season games mostly in relief of hurts but then at halftime of that national championship game against the georgia bulldogs boy he became a cult favorite of alabama fans when he led the tide in the second half and led them to victory, their last national championship, by the way, in that big game in Atlanta. So, hey, pretty darn close. you got to be real careful. I mean, he got to play in seven games as a freshman. That wasn't enough. He wanted the bright star on him at all times. And guess what? He's got it now. Now more information coming about Alabama's football programs. As a reporter, got to give Olivia Whitmire a lot of credit. She's with CBS affiliate WHNT in Huntsville. And she put on Twitter this week that she thought she saw Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith playing rock, paper, scissors when she was at the game this past weekend against Southern Miss there at Bryant-Denny Stadium. And this question was brought up to Nick Saban about, are these guys out there doing rock, paper, scissors? And sure enough, Alabama wide receivers use that old game that you play as a kid to determine who runs potential touchdown routes. <laughs> what what a crazy thing. And and that is evidently the case coming from Nick Saban's program. As Alabama has no problem with that win last week, 49-7, but that is kind of crazy that this it took a reporter from a television station that probably doesn't even cover Alabama football every week. They they don't go to all the press conferences and they're using rock, paper, scissors to kind of figure this stuff out. So how about that blast from the past on today's Y'all Show? Now we'll go to Florida, and the Florida Gators have scheduled a couple of non-conference games for the future. They're going to be playing the Utah Utes in 2022, and they'll play in Utah against the Utes in 2022. I guess they'll be playing in 20 – rather, they're playing in Gainesville in 2022, and they'll head out to Salt Lake for a game the very next year, 2023. So a Pac-12 versus SEC contest between the Gators and the Utah Utes. So plan accordingly if you want to go out to Utah and see the Gators and Utah face off on the gridiron. Well, we're about to get to October, y'all. And you know what that means? October 11th 
is fast approaching. Do you know what happens October 11th? That's when the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team has its first open practice for the 2019-20 men's and women's basketball teams. That means big blue madness. And what that means this week is this week at 5 in the morning, there was a mad dash to form the line for Kentucky students after they stood in line to get their tickets outside of Memorial Coliseum to go get their tickets so they could have a tent put up and have the free tickets to Big Blue Madness. And a a tradition there at Lexington and at the University of Kentucky campus as they get ready. Again, it's a couple of weeks away, the actual practice, but you got to get your tickets to Big Blue Madness. And that's what UK is doing right now as these tickets are limited to four per person. And they're going to be on sale starting Friday at 10 p.m. But you got to get in line. And that's what these students are already in. They're camped out on the Kentucky campus to get their Big Blue Madness tickets. Is that crazy? Yeah, I think it is. But, hey, Kentucky, we love you in the SEC because you kind of carry the banner national nationwide about what SEC basketball can mean. And a little twist there, having a little basketball story thrown in for good measure. But, hey, it's basketball time almost. Well, in the Y'all Show, we're going to get back to football after the break because B.J. Bennett covers the SEC and more for southernpigskin.com. He's going to be on, and you're going to be blown away with his knowledge of the SEC, and he's going to walk through the Week 5 lineup of SEC teams. That's up next as we wrap up today's Y'all Show with our SEC Spotlight. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear, filling in for Smokey on his birthday. Because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Just look at the news. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. And I'm not just talking about obvious things like campfires or letting your totally sweet nephew, Francis, play with matches. I'm talking about dumping your used barbecue coals willy-nilly or parking your car on tall, dry grass. That can lead to... Oof! Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. But listen, being a South Carolinian, I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous, deciduous, or new car scented. So if you love the outdoors like me, Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention, because fire safety is always in season. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
And a big win by the Auburn Tigers in week four at Kyle Field. The Y'all Show, our SEC spotlight, continues. Welcome back into the program as we wrap up this Thursday edition of the show. And we're going to go to coastal Georgia slash South Carolina now for our next guest. B.J. Bennett is our very special guest. He's going to come on and help us break down the SEC week five. B.J.'s with the southernpigskin.com. You also can catch him at, on three and out on ESPN radio, which covers Brunswick, Savannah, St. Simons, and Waycross, Georgia. Oh, it also gets into Hilton Head Island and Bluffton in South Carolina. BJ, welcome into the Y'all Show, sir. John, thanks for having me, man. Uh, appreciate you giving me the plug there. And, yeah, it's been a very busy start to the season, a fun start to the season, and certainly a lot to cover. Well, we already kind of broke down what happened last week in the previous segment, but you mentioned during the break that you were in Athens, Georgia, this past weekend, and I know that had to be a lot of fun for you to be there and, and endure the long ride back to the coast of Georgia. What was that like? Is Georgia for real here in 2019? Well, it was an amazing scene, and I, clearly every year in college football, especially here in the Deep South, you have atmospheres that uh, are worth talking about for quite some time, and, and I've been fortunate enough in this job to you know go to a number of big-time games, and, and that one's right up there. I mean, you think about the uh, setting that is Sanford Stadium and now Dooley Field at Sanford Stadium. It's, it's, it's such a unique place. Uh, it's, it, it's a place filled with passion. You get you know 90-plus thousand folks there wearing red. I believe they actually set a uh, new program attendance record because they brought in some uh, auxiliary seating for the for the Notre Dame game. It was uh, it was special. I mean, it was a, it was a beautiful day weather wise. Um, from what I've heard talking to people, there were a couple hundred thousand people there who not only didn't go to the game, had no intentions of going to the game. They just wanted to be in Athens, tailgate, soak the scene in, you know, be there for Notre Dame. And I thought that atmosphere was a great validation of both where Georgia is as a national power and, and, and the national relevancy of Notre Dame. I know love them or hate them. You know, people sometimes will say, oh, Notre Dame, not quite, not quite what they were, but Notre Dame is still the type of program that can uh, mesmerize a fan base. Uh, they, they have a certain magic and allure that, you know, stirs up the home site and the fans uh, wherever they're coming to town and for them to come to an sec venue i think it was the first trip in maybe 15 years was was really cool and the the beautiful setting that athens is uh was was just a buzz with that energy that enthusiasm and uh it was special it was one of those atmospheres as, as i'm sure you've experienced where you could walk in and and you didn't you didn't need to know what time it was you didn't need to you know see anything to kind of visually confirm it you knew where you were and you knew what was going on and you knew it was special but but it's Georgia for real, yeah. Um, I don't think they necessarily needed a win over Notre Dame to affirm that. Uh, we've seen Kirby Smart sort of up the ante in Athens, and you know, outside of Alabama and Clemson, Georgia's right up there with any program in the country. Uh, their performances, both in SEC play and and nationally, speak to that. Uh, I think this team they have is a well-rounded team. Uh, Jake Fromm obviously is a is a star and is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, but multiple running backs, the best uh, offensive line in the country. I think their receivers are a little more skilled than people uh, give them credit for. The secondary with 
the back end safeties, Reed and LeCount, are elite. Uh, the front seven seems to be coming along in terms of developing some pass rushers. I know that that was a weakness last year. They seem to be moving in the right direction there. And, you know, sometimes you have to find ways to win games, big games, especially, John, where you where you might not play quite your best. And I don't know that, that Georgia was as dynamic Saturday night as, as they might be in other games the rest of the year. But they took Notre Dame's best punch. I thought the Irish were very stout defensively, and Georgia found a way to win. And uh, when you're playing a big-time opponent, when you're playing a you know a top-seven national showcase game, sometimes the mantra is survive in advance, and I think that's what Georgia did, and I think the Dogs, still with some big games out there, clearly, uh, are in good shape and, and are definitely one of the top teams in the country, no doubt about it. And the Dogs' reward for beating Notre Dame at Sanford Stadium, they enjoy a week off here in Week 5. Another superlative in Week four was Auburn going into the Kyle Field and getting that win over the Aggies. BJ, your thoughts on what's going on with the Gus bus this year? Boy, very impressive. I mean, you talk about resume rankings. I know we kind of right come into each season with a rank and file order in our mind of who's what, and it takes something dramatic for us to kind of get out of the way of our own myopia. But you look at Auburn, and if you were to come into this season with just a complete blank slate where you don't know anything about Alabama, you don't know anything about Clemson, and you're just looking at resumes. I mean, to go to Kyle Field, get a win, that speaks for itself. To beat Oregon, neutral site game, that speaks for itself. I think the win over Tulane is actually a pretty good win, too, when you look at what uh, Willie Fritz is, is, is doing down there. But look, Gus Malzahn is a really difficult coach to get a feel for from kind of a prognosticator standpoint because – it, 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 it feels like, and maybe we've done this to ourselves, but it feels like when we think they're going to be really good, maybe they don't quite live up to that hype. And then when we say, oh, Auburn, they're going to be you know fourth or fifth or whatever in the SEC West, they end up embracing that underdog role and just being great. And we are such a statistics-driven college football community, and, and I'm guilty of it. I mean, I, I love diving into the stats and the box scores, but sometimes you have traits with football teams that are hard to measure, kind of the unquantifiable things, you know, moxie and, and, and poise and charisma and chemistry and unity, and this Auburn team just plays well together. I mean, the defensive line, you know, NFL guys all over the place, Derek Brown is amazing, and I think that's the tone setter for much of what, Auburn's done here. I mean, they haven't given up more than 21 points uh, all season, and they've played two pretty good offenses in in Oregon and Texas A&M. So D-line play uh, is so vital to success at college football's highest level, and I think it starts there. But, you know, Bo Nix has kind of this ability to both be a calming presence and uh, energize Auburn when the, when the time is right. And I think that's a unique skill to be able to sort of ha- have a feel for the game and kind of ride the ebb and flow. So that kid's got a little something special to him. Uh, Auburn has been very comfortable in the spotlight and, and, and very composed. I think that's a testament to Malzahn and his coaching staff and the leadership of this team. So, look, I mean, you look at Auburn, uh, clearly the resume is remarkable. you got Mississippi State coming up. You got to go to Florida. You got to go to LSU. You got Georgia. You got Alabama. It is a brutal slate. But at this point, you have to give Auburn a round of applause and at least give them the benefit of the doubt that regardless of who they're playing on 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 this schedule, they're going to be in this ball game. 
Well, we're going to have to give B.J. Bennett a round of applause. What a great job you're doing here. And we're not done with you, B.J. B.J. with SouthernPigskin.com, also with 3 and Out on ESPN Radio and ESPNCoastal.com. You can check that out. And you talk about Auburn and their freshman quarterback in Bo Nix. Well, he's going to be facing off against another freshman quarterback due to injury this weekend. Mississippi State comes in with Garrett Schrader behind center. I don't know if you saw any of his performance in the Kentucky game last week, but this is a kid out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and was quite impressive there as the Cowbell Cavalry rides into Jordan-Hare this weekend. No, no doubt. You know, it's amazing to see these young guys come in. And I, obviously, John, with you know recruiting – scouting the way it is. I mean, you know a lot about these guys before they even get to college, and you understand that they're elite athletes, that they're physically ready, but what's been so impressive to me, and we saw, of course, Trevor Lawrence last year, but whether it's been Bo Nix or, you know, Schrader here, is these guys are ready for the moment, and I I think there used to be a time maybe... maybe a generation ago in college football and, you know, in various iterations since where you looked at true freshman quarterbacks and you, and you kind of nodded and, and, and winked and said, yeah, we know the physical talent is there, but, but can they handle the moment? Can they handle the spotlight? And the answer now is becoming increasingly yes. And you look at Schrader, I mean, 17 of 22 against Kentucky. I, the name of the game with quarterbacks for me is, is efficiency. Uh, I think if you can, and there's such a, negative connotation around manage the game and I hate that because that's a quarterback's job regardless of if you're throwing for 350 yards or if you're you know handing the ball off more or throwing short passes your job as a quarterback is to manage the game now there may be uh, a more productive game manager and a you know more kind of modest game manager but at the end of the day that's what you're supposed to do as a quarterback and I look at Schrader as a guy that can do that the efficiency numbers and kind of the toughness and the grit and the willingness he's shown to do whatever needs to be done uh, to me validates him as a as a young guy that this team can rally around. Uh, you never like to see injuries, and I know Tommy Stevens is a guy with a lot of physical ability and a lot of upside, but freshman quarterbacks are doing it all over the place in college football. They're winning national championships, as we saw with Lawrence. You have multiple guys now in the SEC doing their thing, and what a spotlight, not only for you know two good teams in Auburn and Mississippi State coming up, but also two true freshmen that believe in themselves, have earned the respect and the trust of their teammates, and I think it's in some ways, kind of a spotlight for just the modern-day true freshman quarterback, whether you win a job in the offseason or you get put into the lineup due to injury. These guys are coming in. They're getting after it. They're not timid. And I think it's kind of injected new life into the sport overall. And I'm kind of pulling for Schrader just because it looks like he's filling the void that Gardner Minshew has left in college football, The kind of the renegade look. Well, that's right, and 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 of course, I'm right up the road from uh, Gardner Minshew down in Jacksonville, and he's, you know, he's he, he's wearing headbands and jean shorts and showing up in velour suits or whatever he's doing. So these guys, I mean, uh, to that point though, John, I mean, these guys, that's kind of half the battle, right? Is is trusting yourself, being comfortable in yourself, believing in yourself, and uh, if you can dress uh, the way some of these guys do, hey, man, football's nothing, game day's nothing. Hey, and Minshew, to his credit, they're going to the Washington State football game the other night. And he he admitted he cut his own jeans to make jorts. And I'll 
only thought they did that in Gainesville, but evidently they must do that up in Washington at Washington State at Wazoo as well. All right, this Mississippi State-Auburn game is set for a 7 Eastern 6 o'clock kickoff from Jordan-Hare on ESPN. Talking about freshman quarterbacks, man, has the state newspaper in Columbia, South Carolina caught a little grief this week after their headline after the Gamecocks went out to Columbia, Missouri and lost to Mizzou this past weekend. The Columbia, South Carolina-based newspaper, which is literally about 200 yards from the Williams-Price Stadium parking lot, they said that Helensky's hope denied or something like that. Uh, and it was a really nasty article or, or headline. The article, I don't think, matched the headline. But Helensky, a freshman who's come into Columbia, is kind of stepping in for Jake Bentley with injury. The Gamecocks this weekend host the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky losing at Starkville last weekend. And the Gamecocks are 1-3. and three. And if they don't win this game here this weekend, they will have lost to Kentucky six straight years. And this is not basketball we're talking about, BJ. We're talking about football. No, you're right, and and I know Kentucky's had some some you know very good teams in that stretch, but they've also had some teams that you know quite frankly have not been as talented as South Carolina. But yeah, you know I I think we all knew um, entering the year with South Carolina that this schedule was going to be really rough. I mean, you looked at the top dogs in college football: Georgia, Alabama, uh, of course Clemson at the end of the year, and you went it, it it's going to take something special for a victory there, and then you factor in you know the rest of the SEC, you factor in. And Appalachian State, uh, obviously opening up with with North Carolina, and schedules are 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 half the battle in college football. You know, sometimes I've, I talk with uh, Jim Johnson, who, who who's on our show and writes on Southern Pigskin as well, about kind of the the way we think in college football, where for the longest time we just ranked in files teams by record so it's like rank all the 12 and 0 teams and all the 11 and 1 teams and all the 10 and 2 teams and that same premise applies the further down you go um, I think South Carolina if they were to let's say finish the year at, at 6 and 6 or even 5 and 7 with that resume that would be a maybe an 8 and 4 team with another with another schedule so I think that's something you have to take into account when you evaluate uh programs when you evaluate head coaches obviously you lose a record-setting quarterback uh, like like Jake Bentley and that's doubly tough to overcome I mean I don't know how many programs in the country regardless of their schedule could lose a multi-year starter a guy who at least was kind of on par to reach that 10,000 yard passing milestone in the SEC could just lose a guy of that caliber who's so instrumental to the success of their football team and just keep on uh, as is. I know, you know, Polinsky's played, uh, Joyner, to carry on Joyner's played as well. I know Coach Muschamp's trying to figure out the best way to uh, keep his offense efficient and productive. But I think with South Carolina right now, you gotta, you got to just keep on getting after it. And, and I thought the Gamecocks at the end of that Alabama game showed fight. Uh, I thought that was a – good sign that in a game where you're losing and you're down by multiple scores, you're still out there getting after it. You're still passionate. You're still trying to get in the end zone, which they did. So look, it is not an easy finish uh, for the Gamecocks. That goes without saying, especially with the injuries um, that, that they've gone through. But, I, but I, I think if you're South Carolina, you go out, you play football. You know, We can look at the schedule and say they're going to lose here, they're going to lose here, they're going to lose here. But if anything, I think this season, top to bottom, whether you're talking about in the SEC with some of the wild and unpredictable results we've had, or just a 
around the country seemingly every Saturday, you see outcomes where you kind of have to look twice and go, wait a minute, what just happened? So <laughs> South Carolina's got a lot of young talent, a lot of young talent at the quarterback position. I think if you're Coach Muschamp, you just trust your guys and you go out there and you you know you hear coaches say, keep chopping wood, keep getting after it, embrace the day. I think all those cliches. And at the end of the day, you look around and you see where you are. But yeah, you need to get these wins. A six consecutive loss to Kentucky would be pretty tough, and if you're talking about trying to get bowl eligible, at least looking at it as we do, where we kind of um, you know, slot in our mind what's going to be a win, what's going to be a loss, um, you would like to get this win over Kentucky if you're going to get bowl eligible. It's the Cats and the Cox. This is set for a 7.30 Eastern 6.30 kick from the corner of George Rogers Boulevard and Bluff Road williams Bryce Stadium. We're talking with B.J. Bennett of SouthernPigskin.com, and this has been a website that's been going on nearly 20 20 years, I think, BJ. If you don't mind, let's take a little time out from SEC Talk to brag. Hey, talk amongst yourselves, if you will. Tell us what's on Southern Pigskin right now and why people need to go there and subscribe or whatever else the options they have there. Well, I appreciate it. No, it's just a website for everybody to read. We, uh, we, we cover the SEC, the ACC, also the, the Sun Belt, um, and the Southern Conference and, uh, take a lot of pride in, in covering all those teams and, you know, try to cover college football and, uh, the great players that we have, the great coaches that we have, the storylines through, through sort of a unique lens. Um, we are very, very data based. I think there are so many fascinating, um, kind of new phenomenons when it comes to interpreting information that we try to incorporate uh, into our coverage on Southern Pigskin. I mentioned Jim Johnson. Uh, he is, you know, I, I struggle with basic math, so I very much do, you know defer to him on this, but he's created his own um, both analytical and predictive formula called OAYP that I would encourage people to check out where he plugs data in from all these results and has a formula that has been pretty spot on in suggesting uh, margin of victories for games that are upcoming on the schedule. That's been a big uh, facet of what we do. Um, of course, the storylines change week to week and we try to you know keep a you know keep up with those in a way that is both appreciative of everything that's happening but not kind of overreacting to um one week's results and as i mentioned the sun belt of course you have more of a geographical footprint now in the deep south with the sun belt and the two division format and uh, you know programs like Appalachia State and Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina and Georgia State have come in and made it a more regionalized uh, conference, if you will. And uh, we're very excited about the direction of that league with a second conference championship game uh, coming up this fall. And I think a growing uh, national profile with some of the performances uh, performances you've seen from some of the Sunbelt schools and then the Southern Conference. You know, the Southern Conference is uh, such a storied part of college football history when you talk about the programs that are in the league now, yes, but also the fact that many of today's powers at one point, even if it was a couple of generations ago, at one point were in the Southern Conference, kind of helped further their brand identity uh, in the Southern Conference. So proud proud to be able to cover college football. It's a lot of fun. Um, we're appreciative of the, of, of, of the work we get to do, and uh, boy, there are some great teams in our coverage area right now. Yes, there are, and again, southernpigskin.com is the website. Yes, you have great coverage of the powers the sec and the acc but as bj was just saying a lot of good stories and really unique stories about sunbelt teams and socon teams of which you wrote a great article here recently that i had to single you out and say hey great job so we appreciate you giving the socon a little love
love there at southernpigskin.com. Well, we got to keep giving the SEC a little bit of a attention here. And I tell you, one program need, that needs all the attention they can get is the Arkansas Razorbacks. They travel to Jerry World for a game here on this football Saturday. It's the early game on ESPN and the Hogs and the number 20, 23 Texas A&M Aggies get together for the Southwest Classic. Thoughts on this, BJ? That's right. Kind of an, kind of an old school matchup. And, and I understand, you know, people around Ar- Arkansas are, are disappointed. And I, look, that, that loss to San Jose State, um, I, I think we all enter every college football weekend kind of looking over our shoulder going, all right, this could be one to keep an eye on. I, this really didn't register on my radar. I really thought Arkansas was going to be, uh, a comfortable winner here. Now I will say this, when you turn the ball over, uh, the way that Arkansas did, that, that kind of opens the door up for anything to happen. And I'm a, I'm a big Nick Starkle fan. Uh, I am. I, I think what he did at, at, at Texas A&M, you go back to his performance in the Belk Bowl uh, against Wake Forest where he threw for like 500 yards. I mean, this is a guy that, that can – throw it all over the field and to see him throw five interceptions is is really kind of startling i mean i know he did when you look at the full statistical line he threw for over 350 yards he got him in the end zone a couple of times but you know five interceptions you don't you don't see that a ton um that's that's surprising i again i i think nick starkle has a lot of talent um but when you do that, you got to go back to the drawing board. Something's something's not working, and and I don't know if that was just you know Nick kind of lost his confidence or you know his 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 rhythm kind of unraveled on him. But that's a tough loss for Arkansas, and I know they've dropped a couple now to G five schools uh, under Chad Morris, and that's 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 not going to make people happy and you look at the rest of their schedule uh it speaks for itself you're in the sec west that is no joke every week's a battle and look texas a&m is going to be frustrated i have i have no doubt that arkansas is going to get a a fiery texas a&m team now this matchup between texas a&m and arkansas has been, been pretty fun over the last couple of years you've had some high scoring games some uh you know games with big plays but after texas a&m you do have kentucky you have auburn you have alabama you have lsu at the end of the year so the games where you feel like you at least have a chance to match up you got to maximize uh those opportunities but a&m i I know some fans are disappointed with Jimbo Fisher, relatively speaking, I guess I should say. You know, I was at the uh, Gator Bowl last year where Texas A&M really put it on NC State, and you saw the explosiveness of Kellen Mond. You saw, you know, those young wide receivers out there making plays. Texas A&M's defense was all over the field. And you look at Texas A&M and you just see the athleticism. Obviously, they're recruiting very well. But I, I – I, I think we should relax a little bit with Texas A&M with, with some of the, you know, angst and, and, and concern. I understand A&M wanted to win Saturday, and when you get down early and your offense is struggling through the first couple of quarters, surely that magnifies the negative sentiments. But you lost to Clemson on the road. I mean, I don't know how many teams are beating Clemson. And, and you lost to a red-hot Auburn team that's kind of found a way to – play some of the best football in the country right now so still a lot of football left to be played for texas a&m um the offensive playmakers are there losing jay sean corbin to injury was a really tough blow i mean that's a that's a dynamic playmaker who's done it on offense who's done it on special teams uh i still think justin matabuike is one of the you know better defensive linemen in all of college football and and i think texas a&m will get right now i don't know does that mean they're going to win 10 games? Maybe not, but it's kind of like South Carolina. You looked at that schedule at the beginning of the year, even as talented as the Aggies are, 
and you had to realize there were going to be some bumps in the road because Jimbo's still building a power at Texas A&M. I, I don't think there's any doubt that he'll elevate Texas A&M into that national upper crust at some point in the near future, but that schedule this year, just really rough. Still a young football team, but uh, certainly coming off that loss, I'm sure the Aggies are disappointed, and uh, they'll probably get right against Arkansas this weekend. All right, we're wrapping up with B.J. Bennett of SouthernPigskin.com. Other SEC contests on this football weekend include Vanderbilt trying to get their first win of the year. Northern Illinois rides into Vanderbilt Stadium for a 12 Eastern 11 Central kick on the SEC network the Towson Tigers come down to the swamp Florida host Joe Flacco's little brother Tom and the Tigers of the FCS's at CAA conference looking for the win and an upset on the SEC network that's set for a four eastern three central kick from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium and your other game it's the CBS special as it's a 3:30 Tuscaloosa time kick on CBS between the Mississippi Land Sharks and the Alabama Crimson Tide how how easy will it be for Alabama to get this SEC West win here this weekend BJ I mean, I I think it'll be just kind of ho hum. Uh, another thirty five point Alabama victory, thirty five plus point you know Alabama victory. And I don't mean that with any disrespect to Ole Miss, but look, Alabama's especially their offense, the level the Crimson Tide have gotten to is 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 almost silly. I mean, you look at these wide receivers; they're all NFL guys. Tua fresh off. Uh, statistically, by one measure at least, uh, quarterback rating the best season college football has ever seen is in some ways better than he was a year ago, which is scary to think about. Uh, maybe Alabama runs the ball a little more this weekend. I know some people want to see the Tide get back to more of that physical uh, style where they feature feature the running game a little more, but man, Tua throwing downfield to Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and Jalen Waddell and, and Devontae Smith. I mean, it's, it, it's almost unfair and you just don't think Ole Miss at this point uh, has the personnel to match with Alabama, especially in Tuscaloosa. And We saw what happened last year in that game. Uh, um, I think for Alabama, their more pertinent contests will come later in the season, and that's that's no breaking news. And then with Vanderbilt, you know, rooting for Vanderbilt to get a win. I, I like some of the skill position guys they have. Uh, Kashawn Vaughn, spectacular talent. What he did last year was pretty rare, uh, even on a national scale in terms of the yards per carry, the touchdowns. I know they're still working on developing the quarterback spot, the passing game a little bit, but Kalijah Lipscomb is very accomplished. Jared Pinckney as an NFL player at tight end. So Vanderbilt has had a very tough uh, start to the season schedule-wise, and I think they're a little better than you initially might think just looking and seeing 0-3. And then Boy, you have to give Dan Mullen um, some credit for what he continues to do with Florida. Felipe Franks, terrible injury. You hate it for him. Kyle Trask comes in. and I don't know, A couple of late picks uh, against Tennessee, but Kyle Trask has done a nice job. Florida defensively is stacked. Um, the guys they have along the front seven, the pass rushers in the secondary, uh, about as good as you will find in all of college football. So I think for Florida as well, they're going to get into a much tougher stretch of their schedule, a defining stretch of their schedule soon. But every weekend in the SEC is fun, and uh, sometimes there are surprises. So we'll see what's in store for Saturday. Wrapping it up now with B.J. Bennett. Man, what a great job, B.J. You are just a machine gun of knowledge about college football. And I, I Maybe there are some listeners out there who are going to enjoy this weekend for one reason. They're Tennessee Vols fans. And, BJ, we don't have enough time for you to talk about Tennessee, but can you at least give me a one-word B.J. Bennett description of what's going on at Rocky Top? Oh. uh, (laughs) Tough, huh? uh, 
inexplicable. Okay, that's a good one. I mean, I, because I, it's 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 hard to describe it. You know, Tennessee has such a tremendous history and tradition and the passion from the fans. Uh, it's it's a it's a you know pillar of college football, and they just haven't been able to kind of get that traction under them. And I think maybe the best way, maybe even more so than you know this coaching style or this player or this scheme or this personnel set, is sometimes football can be contagious. And I, I, I do think sometimes we are quick to dismiss the, the, the psychological angle of, 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 of a football team where, you know, they start to lose confidence in themselves or they start to get nervous or tense in certain situations or to the contrary, on the other side, they're very comfortable on the big stage and uh, they take every week as they should. But I think Tennessee just, just doesn't look right. You know, the confidence, you wonder where it's gone. I think there are good players there. I think there are good coaches there. I just think they got to find a way to, you know, get everybody moving in the right direction and maybe have a couple of balls bounce their way. Maybe some fortune can help springboard them forward. But, yeah, tough times right now in Tennessee, no doubt about it. Missouri also off this weekend. B.J. Bennett, SouthernPigskin.com. You can also catch him on 3 and Out on ESPN Coastal. Hey, thank you very much, and we look forward to catching up with you again as we get closer to bowl season bj all right thank you john yep have a good one all right well that will wrap up our y'all show today thank you very much for tuning in and we will be right back here with the y'all kickoff show on the friday edition thanks for listening to the show that's all about the south Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 3131. That's promo code 3131 at vistaprint.com. Own the now.